Awesome. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast, the podcast where we discuss family crimes and the people that commit them. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jessica. Welcome. Hey. Hey. Nice to see you on Tuesday. I know. And Father's Day is coming up. Yeah. It's coming up. Maybe we'll throw a father in. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a father. I didn't plan well. Yeah, no. And we'll, <laughs> me either. And then oh, also, shit. We're, we're off our <laughs> We're wind up. We're ready to go. Yeah. Um, I actually have something for you. Oh, my God. You're going to love this. Oh, my God. It's happening. <gasps> pop sockets. Is this you next Tuesday, Pop Sockets? Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, I love it. Oh, my God. This is incredible. <laughs> I freaking love it. Thank you. I ordered that special, and then it came in, and I'm like, I can't wait till Friday. <laughs> this is awesome. This is just so exciting. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Now we're official. Now it's an official podcast once you get a pop socket. We're big time, guys. Yeah, this is, like, happening. If you want pop sockets, you may at us. 100%. Actually, yeah. I mean, great idea. I know to say don't at me, but this time you can at me. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if you want one of these. The next one, I'm going to have it say don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is awesome. So, um, what, do you, what will your coworkers say if they see this on your phone? Well, I call people cunts at work all the time. Mm, so Under your breath or to their face? Not to their face, but out loud behind their backs. Mm. Yeah. So the other people in the room hear me say, oh my God, she's such a cunt. When are they going to fire her? (laughs) Dude, okay, so I have been um, work from home now for like a year and a half. And I had an experience, because I got my nails done, uh, where I realized that I have no self-control. And I almost screamed across the nail salon at someone. Okay, um, that was a moment. You told me this moment. And I'm going to say you would have been 100% justified. All I'm saying is when you go into a nail salon, know what the fuck you want. And it, don't ask for short and long at the same sentence. I mean, if you want that, you need to go to Walgreens. Buy the glue on. Thank you. Buy the lead press-ons. Are they still called lead press-ons? Absolutely, they're still called lead press-ons. Buy the lead press-ons. Buy two. One long, one short. Alternate that shit. And there you go. Figure it fucking out. Exactly. I mean, dude, like you could go into any store now. You're right. To your point. Then they have like designs and like like glitter and rhinestones, whatever. This girl was trying to get like some sort of like flame or something. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. It was awkward and uncomfortable. I don't know. And honestly, like after that first exchange when she like sat down and didn't know what the hell she wanted, it was like, at least she was quiet after that. I will give her that. To her credit, she wasn't one of those bitches who was like continually talking about stuff that made no sense. Did the ladies in the nail salon start speaking about her in their native language? You know, they might have. And that's when she realized, I need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's probably... 100% 100% accurate. She then had self-reflection, <laughs> which I give that baby Karen credit for the self-reflection. You know what? We all deserve <laughs> baby Karen. <laughs> because I know she was a millennial. Baby Karen! Oh my God. Can I use that? 
You can't because she was a millennial. She wasn't a full blown Karen. Yet. No, she wasn't. I would say she wasn't even a millennial. I'm gonna go with like uh, maybe like a twenty a zennial? Like a late a late twenties. I just found out recently they're called zennials. I thought I was a zennial because I'm like, aren't you a millennial? So I'm like that almost a Gen X right at the beginning of millennial, and I thought that was zennial. No, do I need to hit God the dang it? God, God dang it. Dang. I mean, because that's the thing is, like, what is considered, like, a... What, what is, is a, a... I don't know how to spell zennial. Z-E-N-E-I-A-L. Z- <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's an, it's X. an X, y'all. Oh, it's my God. Zennial. Wow. What is a zennial? Oh, did you mean... Oh, zennial? I don't know, Google. I don't know. Just tell me what years. The biggest Jesus. differences. The biggest difference is... Are the years? Oh my God! You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me do this. Google. I'm on a podcast. I don't have time for this. Okay. Seventy-seven to eighty-five is zennial. God dang it! I am. I am not. Is that who is that? Is that you? I'm not saying because I'm not saying when I was born because I'm older than dirt. That's me. I thought it was Jim. <laughs> You're a Zennial girl. Zen- join, but then join it says, us. But then it says, okay. I used to be Gen X. They just changed this. Hey, show. man, join us. No. Welcome to being blamed for everything. No, no, I'm shutting down. I closed the Google's. <laughs> I didn't see that. That didn't just happen. Okay. So, are we ready to talk about our shit, mom? Okay, yeah. Or do you want to hear my funny-ass story? <laughs> okay, honestly, I want to hear your funny-ass story. Because I saved this for you. Okay. I'm grabbing my wine. Go. So, um, you know I'm at Amal's account. She's a see you next Tuesday. Yes. And I'm not going to say her name because there will be lawyers involved. There has in the past. Wow. <laughs> if that doesn't say everything. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, we don't, I don't speak to her. My kids don't speak to her. My husband, he ever will every once in a while. But my husband's sister, we're quote-unquote Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. So I can see what she posts, right? Sure. I don't post on Facebook. I just like to stalk people on Facebook. Well, let's be real. Facebook anymore is for boomers. Yeah. I I like to scroll through, and I like to see what's going on. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, for sure. You know, then I get to spill the tea. A little bit of a drive-by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I check in every once in a while. So I see this. She apparently has decided that she, that her dog is the shit. And she is showing it at dog shows. What the fuck? What kind of dog is it? Some sort of schnauzer. I don't know. Is it purebred? It must be. And then she calls my husband because he talks to her every once in a while. It's not his favorite thing on the planet, but, you know. You got to do what you got to do. We got rules. Right. Like, he's not allowed to tell her about me or the kids. I mean, there's there's rules involved, you know. Like, hence, lawyers. Um, so, she calls him and she's asking him about... Um, what we think of our Jeep and if it'd be good for the dog shows or if she should get one of those new Jeep gladiators, which is the Jeep truck. And I'm like, fucking shit ain't going to fit in the back of a Jeep. 
And you're like 66 years old. Uh, and let's go here. If you're going to a dog show, why would you want your dog's hair like blowing around in the back like, of a tree? you think that's going to get you a um, first prize? Right, right, right. Like, wouldn't you want... This is bringing me... Remember that movie? Oh, my God. The movie about the dog shows? Oh, uh, Best in Show. Best in Show. Oh, this phenomenal. is bringing me Best in Show vibes because yes. she is one psychotic, crazy cunt. Is she... Okay, which which um, couple is she? Because she's not the gay guys because they're phenomenal. No. So, I haven't seen that movie in so long I couldn't tell you. She's probably none of them because they're all funny. That's true. That's she's just like. psychotic. Dog shows. And let me tell you, she's Dog about, shows. like, in the past um, bazillion years since I've seen her, she's developed this limp, so she's limping around the ring with this fucking dog. Mm. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to tell Jesse this story. Oh, my God. Dog shows. Yeah, I mean, she pulls shit out of her ass that nobody else would pull out their ass. What possessed her to do? I mean, there's nothing wrong with dog shows, but it's just like such a random like. Oh no, there's not. Let me tell you. Thing I love, you know, the dog show they show every year. What is it around Westminster? Like, yes. Oh my god, girl! I will put on the fucking Westminster. Everybody in my house hates it, and I will put it on, and I will watch the Westminster. Oh yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 that Doberman better not win. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> You're throwing shade at dogs. You're like, uh-uh, this schnauzer ain't got shit on that dog. No, no, no. And let me tell you, I even have a favorite um, dog breed. Okay, tell me. It's the Commodore. What the hell is a Commodore? Besides Girl, an old school computer. Yes, I am that old. What? You didn't even use a Commodore. I did not, but I sure as hell used a okay. first generation Mac for fucking so, Oregon Trail. So, so a Commodore... Oh my god, it brought up like um I misspelled it. Um Oh, it's with a K? It looks like a mop. <gasps> oh it's Oh my god! It, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It looks like a mop, like it has dreads almost. Okay. I know exactly what dog this is. It, yes, yes, they're so cute. Yeah, I would never own it. I had no idea that that's the name of the dog. Yeah. You don't watch the Westminster. <laughs> I don't. I I don't. Mm, I don't have cable. It's not on cable. Don't even go there. No, but I like. We like purchase all our, you know, whatever the hell, like Hulu, and you know, like we're having a fun fact Friday about Amanda today. <laughs> fun fact Friday. Amanda loves Commodores. They're um, so cute. I had no idea that was the name of the dog. Isn't that adorable? It's a, it's a really cute dog. I wonder if it's hard to keep. Oh up yes. With. Oh yes. I would never own one. Really. I. I don't even like letting my dogs inside the house. Don't at me. Don't at me. We let them in the house. We let them in the right, house. Right, 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 right. Jesse ate dinner with me. We had Chinese. The dogs were in the house. And they went nuts. We had to feed one outside, and we have to feed one inside because it's a whole thing. But but I know what you mean. Dogs are a lot of upkeep and maintenance, and it's not like having a cat where it's like, here's a litter box, here's the food, figure it out. They, yeah. You have to like, let them out. Yeah, understandable. I right? do prefer my cat over the dogs, but anywho is it. I'm going to need some time to process an information you just told me. Okay. Do you want to process it over um, my bad mom? Over your cunt mom? Yes. It is your turn. So after the, over the cunt mom, I don't know personally. (laughs) (laughs) 
my God. It, it, but you know what? We all have cunt moms in our life. You know what I mean? Even if it's not our literal mom, mother-in-law, grandma, whatever. I mean, we all got some. Some gave birth to Some did. Yeah. And some didn't. I just noticed this pop socket is a pink backing. Yes, because that's part of our logo. And if you didn't know that, y'all go check us out on the socials. But um, yeah, I designed this for us. I got to pick that up. You nailed it. I know I did. Of course I did. This might show up on maybe a merch because I think that's really awesome. I mean, you might have to pay $8,000 for it on the merch. 8000 That is the going price <laughs> for pop sockets nowadays. <laughs> Times is tough. COVID's. <laughs> I got to keep my lights on with all my kids. <laughs> I have something I got to pay my light bill. I got oh, kids God. going to the college. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. I got college tuition coming up, y'all. Oh, pop yeah. sockets will be $9,000. Yeah, per semester. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, I'll let you get to it. Go. Okay. Start. Okay. Here we go. Done with the plan rounds. Um, okay, so I feel like I always give you a lesson with my moms. That's true. Bad or star. Yep. So I'm gonna start you off with a little psychology lesson. Okay, today. cool. I'm gonna um get into what we like to call a slumber party pose, i.e. <laughs> legs to the side. Okay, grit, get comfy. And I'm in. Because we are in Psych 101. Okay. This might be Psych 302. I'm not <laughs> quite sure. Just how many semesters you're in you are, right? Yes. <laughs> so, we are talking about Munchausen Syndrome and Munchausen mm. proxy. Okay, so I always get these two confused. Oh, well, let me tell you. Okay, please. So, Munchausen Syndrome is when you yourself lie and say you have a disease. My old boss had Munchausen syndrome. Yeah, but how is that different than being like a, um, what's that called? A, um, hypochondriac? Yes. So a hypochondriac is you think you're sick. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, no, you're fine. You just have the sniffles. You go, okay, great. And you go about your day. Okay. Munchausen by Munchausen syndrome is, um, when you actually tell people you have cancer, you convince people you have oh. cancer, you seek, quote, you quote unquote, seek treatments, and you live like you have cancer. Got it. Okay, so you go all in. In other words, you do the full shebang. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm pretty sure my old boss at my previous job has Munchausen syndrome. Mm. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. That's another story. Yeah. For another day. And I don't want to be sued. <laughs> she crazy. She a crazy cunt, too. Mm. Oh, I just attract them like flies. Um, <laughs> Munchausen syndrome by proxy, according to the University of Michigan Health Library, and I'm going to quote here, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a mental health problem in which a caregiver makes up or causes an illness or injury in a person under his or her care, such as a child or elderly adult, or a person with disability. Okay. So this is this is a form of child or elder abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, the caregiver they'll lie about the symptoms. They'll change test results. Um, they'll actually cause physical harm to the person or child to create the symptoms. Oh my god! Like they are all in. Like they're not playing. Um, 
Victims of Munchausen syndrome by proxy um, most of the time are children. And they actually are made to get medical procedures that they don't need. And in turn, because of all this, they actually do become ill, injured, or they even die because of this. Oh, my gosh. Because they're receiving medical procedures, um, medications, treatment, things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one thing I did find, they're now calling Munchausen syndrome by proxy, um, factitious disorder imposed on another. Factitious disorder imposed on another. That is, tell me the abbreviate, because yes. <laughs> so, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is MSBP. Okay. Factitious disorder imposed on another is FDIA. FDIA. Okay. We're FDIA. We're yeah. going to go with that. Yeah. Because, whoa, that's a mouthful. <laughs> so, they really don't know what causes this. In people? Because I was going to ask, because it feels like it's a, I don't have enough self-confidence or I don't have enough attention, so therefore I'm going to try to get the attention by causing my child to be sick, in quotes. I think it's you attention, know? it's control. Okay. There's a lot going on there. Yes. But they don't know exactly I'm what I'm actually, it. ready? Okay. They don't know what causes it, right. but they believe it's linked to being abused as a child and also, the abuser likes the feeling of being in control. And they have poor self-esteem and has a hard time dealing with stress or anxiety. Ah. And they also like the in- attention they get, and that encourages the behavior. Right, so it continually happens. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm so sorry, your daughter's sick. Oh my gosh, how can I help? And then it's like this whole thing, and then they... Got yeah, because so, they're getting attention from doctors, nurses, their family, community members, things like it that. It feeds on itself. Uh-huh. It, it, oh, be, wow. it grows like a cancer. It just grows. Right. Um, so I have a few, I have a little list of how to spot by proxy. Okay, so we're in PSA mode, y'all. <laughs> Which I think is important, actually. Yes. I really do, because yes. Yes. this could be happening. And, and for the most part, it is it is hard to identify stuff like this. It really is, because you don't want to believe that somebody is lying about their child being ill. Yeah. Um, especially to this degree. So, um, here's, a few, here's a little list. They have medical skills or experience. They seem devoted to their child, and they look for sympathy and attention. So if they're, like, seeking it out, like, look at me, poor me. Right. Um, tries too hard to become close and friendly with the medical staff. They need um, to feel powerful and in control. Does not see their behavior as harmful. A child has a repeated or unusual illness and no reason can be found. The child does not get better even with treatments that should help. And the symptoms only occur when the caregiver is with or has recently been with the child. But the symptoms get better or go away when the caregiver is not there or is being closely watched. Mm. The other parent is not involved with the child treatment, even though the child's condition may be serious. 
A caregiver suddenly changes doctors and lies about prior testing and treatment. Normal test results don't reassure the caregiver, and they may um, be strangely calm or happy when the child's condition is getting worse. The caregiver is seen, videotaped, or recorded harming the child or causing symptoms, and another child in the family has an unexplained illness or death. Wow. So quick question. Does it mainly focus on one child, or does it kind of... Can it spread to multiple children in the family? It can spread. Oh, wow. Or it can just be one child. Okay. It just varies. It varies. Okay. I mean, I mean, I would, I would think it'd be hard to maintain this with multiple children. That's true. Because you have to constantly be like all of those things, like changing doctors. Getting, For each child. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are their symptoms? What is his symptom? Unless both children have the same fake illness. So two things are coming up for me immediately. One is the book and the amazing show on HBO, Sharp Objects. Have you read that? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's going to be on your Sunday reads. You have to trust me. Okay. Incredible. The woman who wrote um, the book, Gone Girl. Okay. Wrote that. Incredible. And then the other one is, oh my God, I just blanked and forget it. Never mind. Keep keep talking. (laughs) Interrupt me when you remember. I will. Continue. Okay. So the... Oh, The Sixth Sense, and it's not a book. (laughs) That is a movie. Whoop. Yep. I see dead people. You see dead people, remember? Because what's her nuts? Like... Showed up in his little tent, and she was trying to tell him, hey, my mom's poisoning me with, uh, what yeah. was it, bleach or yeah. something, whatever. You know how I feel about ghosts. Even fake ghosts and fake movies. That's true. They must be all Bruce Willis. That's what you've told me many times. I just... <laughs> We're going to move on. We've had enough fun fact. Fun fact, fun fact, Friday. Continue. Okay. Um, so the abuser... In by proxy, um, they will face criminal charge, charges in most situations um, and seek psychiatric counseling, but there's really no treatment for this. Okay. Because they don't know what causes it. Right. Um, the victim will be treated for any actual illnesses or injuries they have incurred for what they've gone through, um, but they will also go through psychiatric psychiatric counseling. I couldn't say that. Um, and they are actually, the victims are at an increased um, risk of developing Munchausen syndrome by proxy themselves. What the fuck? Because they've, they've gone through it? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yes. You would think it'd be the opposite. They'd be like, I'm sick my entire life. Why the hell would I want to be or cause anybody else to be sick? Is it because that's the only thing they know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's like when... That's awful. You've gone through... When you've been beaten as a child, you're more than likely to oh, beat your that's children. True. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, only 1% meet the criteria for Munchausen syndrome. Okay. But there really isn't any reliable statistics regarding the total number of people in the U.S., who have it because most of them are likely to lie about it. Well, of course, because they don't want anybody to know. Man, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a it's a thing. 
Um, also, a recent study indicated that when a case is finally recognized, up to 25% of the children's siblings have already passed away, most likely being an early, an early victim of the abuse that this child is facing. That's horrific. And not only that, another big thing is Stockholm Syndrome. Um, so Stockholm Syndrome is the psychological response that occurs in victims or in, it, well, occurs in hostage victims. But in this case, um, Munchausen Syndrome thing, abuse victims, they bond with their, their abusers. Right. So yeah. um, the victims actually start to sympathize with their abusers, and then over time they develop positive feelings towards them. And most of the time it's their parents. So you're supposed to love your parent. They don't know any different. They don't know their parents are not supposed to be doing this to them. So it's super complicated, in mm -hmm. other words. It's like basically that familial normal. I'm going to say normal because quote, unquote. Quote, quote, unquote. we all know that normal really doesn't exist, but yes. we're going to say that in this case. Normal love between a parent and a child, they're, they don't know that anything different than the Stockholm Syndrome of which they're experiencing, so therefore they assume that that is just what everybody experiences, or just what... And then that does make sense as to why these kids then become people who do much outside of proxy, or if... if mm, yeah, that one. Yep. And, future. you know, and then they also feel like they have a common goal with their abuser, and mm. they resent anyone who may try to help them. Um, and, you know, and just like Stockholm Syndrome doesn't happen to every hostage victim, um, it also doesn't happen to every abuse victim as well. Sure. So, you know, that's... So, um, and you might think, well, how do doctors not pick up on this every single time? Sure. Well, I have the answer for you. Mm -hmm. I have a little video. Okay. And this actually has to do with the person I'm going to tell you about, but I pulled this snippet out because I think it goes here a little bit better. We are dependent on the parent to give us the history of what's going on with their child, and we count on them to be honest. Um, so really, anything we do in medicine starts with the history, and that is key to our diagnosis and treatment plan. So if we get a false history, you can get a false diagnosis. I'm sorry. What? So your mom. When I take my kids into the doctor's office, okay. The first thing the doctor asks you is, okay, what's going on? Just like when you go into the doctor, the doctor asks you what's going on. Right. So you tell them what's going on. So if you lie and say, Oh, my child is mm. God. diarrhea, whatever. You can look up any in any medical book yeah. and pull symptoms out and tell the doctor that's what's going on. Oh my God. And it also makes sense because like most, again, this is 1% that's reported, okay? So we don't know how many actually are out there, right? Right. But, I mean, as especially if you have like a three, four, five-year-old, right? I mean... They would, can't you speak can't. for themselves. Exactly. And it's just simply because of that point in development. You can't. It's just your body as a human isn't developed and your mind isn't developed enough to say, oh, I've been having this, this, you know, 
symptoms. So it makes sense why they would ask the parents and, first. Right. And they even do that, like, up until they can speak for themselves. Even, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. Because a lot of times, like, um, just this past couple of months ago, I take my 13-year-old to the ER. This is so funny. So they were asking me, okay, mom, what's going on? And I told them what my son told me was going on. Mm -hmm. Because, well, yes, he is the patient. He is a minor. I'm the adult. I'm the caregiver. Got it. So it's my responsibility to say what's going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> so he told me he's sorry for him hurt. This is this is hilarious. He told me his diaphragm hurt, and I said, he says his diaphragm hurt. And so then they talk to him and find out what's going on. Okay, okay, how do you know it's your diaphragm? Where does it hurt? Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So he tells him it hurts. He tells him on the pain scale. We get hooked up. They give him morphine because his pain is so bad. This child had heartburn. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I ain't playing. What did he eat? A shit ton of Hot Pockets. <laughs> My child eats Hot Pockets for lunch every day. Don't at me. A Don't call CPS. A shit CPS. He's ton a, of Hot Pockets. He's a 13-year-old boy. He eats a hot po- two Hot Pockets for lunch every day. Okay. Where is Jim Gaff again when you need him? Oh, my God. That's incredible. But Hot Pockets, if you want to sponsor, hashtag, hashtag at me. <laughs> Let's be real, though. How, how do you get hot pockets hot enough in the middle to eat two of them in a row? Because I always get them hot at the edges and fucking cold as shit in the middle. But that's another story. 13-year-old boy, he's right down the hall. You can talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I, so, yeah. Anyway. That makes sense, though, why they yes. would ask parents. And, of course, as a doctor, you're going you're gonna to have to take what you get at face value. Yes. You just do. Of yes. Course. So, that's, you know... Why doctors don't pick up on these sure. situations sooner. So they run the test they think they need to run. Right. And then a lot of times these parents will find a way to alter the tests. What I don't understand that. So like as in I'm, I'm okay. gonna tell you how much okay. I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm, Go. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. There's we're gonna we're gonna get into Are that. we gonna pinkies up? Mm, I'm about to. I'm, about, I'm sipping tea right now because the tea is about to be spilled. Well, I'm about to spill a little bit of tea right now <laughs> because I had to stop midstream and pick a new mom. Okay, you mentioned something this, about this to me, and so I was on the fence about if I was going to address this or not. Okay. And I chose to address this because I did post the book on our social media as a Sunday read. Okay. And yeah. I did allude to the fact that everyone should read it and they were going to find out why. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So I didn't want to be that person and then leave everyone hanging, you know, all like two of our followers. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was that book about? Yeah. So I was going to cover the story of the mom, Sandy Gregory Parochia, and her daughter, Julie Gregory. Um, Julie Gregory wrote a book called Sickened, and I did read the entire book. And I did find it absolutely horrifying, and um, I was ready to write 
this episode. And I went online to hit up the Googles and do do some more research because, um, you know, I felt like while the book was a great resource, um, it was my responsibility to back it up with some more information. Absolutely. Yeah. And I could not find any more information Uh. about Julie or her mom, Sandy. Mm. All I could find were links to the book. So, um, I chose not to tell her story. Mm. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, we want to make sure that what we're putting out here is as accurate as it can be. Because, again, we're not historians. We're not lawyers. We're not whatever. I, I'm psychologists. Not, or psychologists. I'm not a hardcore journalist. I'm right. going to leave that to Anderson Cooper. There it is. I love his giggle. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, um, yeah. So... I just decided to do someone that I could get more information about, backed up by more sources. Um, not to say her story is not true and not horrific. I just chose not to tell it today. Yeah, understandable. So instead, I'm going to bring you the story of Hope Ibarra. It's a pretty name. Can I say that? And, and am I going to hate myself later for saying that? Well... I'm just going to say, Texas women give Florida men a run for their money. Oh, shit. Ooh. I'm going to drink to that. Oh, my Lord. And I'm a little bit embarrassed because Mm. being from Texas and all these Texas moms we've covered at some point. You know, it happens. So, I'm going to play. So, the clips I'm playing, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what that's from now. Okay. So, um, the... The um, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Is that what, we're, what I was looking up earlier? Mm. Fort Worth. Yes, Star-Telegram. <sighs> yep. They did this amazing video called, the name is the best part, Mommy's Little Secret, okay. the Hope Ibarra story. Here we go. So I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. And I couldn't get it right on the money, so we're going to get a couple extra seconds. No worries. They're the words many of us could never imagine saying. And not just when I die at home. 33-year-old Hope Yabera wants to find a peaceful place to die. Hope's battle with brain, lung, and bone cancer leaves her frail and weak. She has three children. Her youngest is herself fighting a terminal case of cystic fibrosis. She's a very strong woman, and she wants truly to, uh, to live. But unfortunately, the cancer seems to be stronger than she is at this point. Okay. There's hope. Okay, so just a little frame, because you couldn't see that, is the guy who was talking was like, I'm assuming her pastor, her priest? He was a religious figure. A religious figure, a sacred heart, whatever, whatever. And hope has chillin', and she's 33. Mm -hmm. And she herself has cancer. That's what we know so far. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, hope, let me give you a little background on hope. Okay. Hope was the oldest of four children born to teen parents. She alleges that her own mother suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Okay. (laughs) And she lied about illnesses like migraines and arthritis, and she learned this behavior from her mother. Um, She says that while her um, 
Mom did not claim the children had medical issues. She had issues herself. So basically, her mom had Munchausen syndrome. Okay, but she didn't Allegedly. do it to, to her yes, kids. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, and because of this, Hub says she felt ignored as a child and that she had to take care of her mom and her siblings. You're the oldest, yeah? Aren't you? No. Are you the baby? Yes, I'm the accident. <laughs> Me too. Fun. And I'm an only child, so that's really encouraging. Um, Continue. So her mom, Sandy Putcher, she denies this. And she says that um, she really did suffer from migraines and arthritis, but it didn't prevent her from raising her family or completing her college degree. Okay. So mama got a degree and um, her father... I mean, okay, y'all, I'm going to giggle while I say this because I can't not, and it doesn't mean it's not serious. It's just sometimes we laugh to keep from crying. Because I can't make this shit up. Her father was an amputee and worked as a traveling salesman. Oh, God. Okay. I'm looking away. <laughs> Wait, how in the world? What year was this? I don't know. Don't What's ask happening? Me stupid questions. Is it like okay? We're gonna go. Keep going. I can't. I can't. Okay, and he was away a lot, limping along, selling whatever. He was selling. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Y'all, not funny. Um, I'm sorry. It just that whole sentence. Um. Wow. So, Sandy does not know when her daughter started lying, but she says, in hindsight, because you know that's 2020, mm. she can see Hope's craftiness. Mm. Um, she says in high school, Hope had a history of seizures, yeah. and she doesn't know if they were real or not, but she was pretty sure she faked a lot of them, if not all of them. Hmm. Hope did attend Sol Ross University. Wait. What? Sol Ross University? Yeah. You Holy know, crap. That's in West Texas. Yeah. I lived on a street that was named after that. Well, now people can find you. Good job, Jess. Lived. Lived. <laughs> find me. Find me, mother... No, please don't find me. Continue. <laughs> I know she doesn't live there now because I've been to her house. <laughs> she sure. let me there one time. One time. I was You're only go. allowed in my home once. That's the rule. One and done. That's me. Continue. Yeah, that's her. One and done. <laughs> you can do her one and done. Um, God. Please yes. let none of my family members hear this. Oh, you God. You said it. That's true. So she met her husband at Soul Ross. Mm-hmm. They had a husband. They had a husband. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They had a son in 1996. But they did not marry until 1998. Okay, progressive, like it. Um, she had to make sure he was the one. Of course. <laughs> Seven months after Hope graduated with a chemistry degree, they got married. That's tough. Sorry, I stopped in the middle of my sentence. <laughs> so she had a baby and finished college. Good job, Hope. Amazing. I'm proud of you. Snaps. Snaps to Hope. Because you know I didn't finish my college degree until after I had kids. Yeah, there you go. We do it. Us moms, we do that. We're doing it. 
I mean, my kids were much older than that, but you know. Yeah. So, she alleges. Oh, I'm with, um, I should not have done that yet. I should have saved that for later. She alleges she got her PhD in chemistry from TCU in one year. Okay. I don't have a PhD, but I do know it takes longer than a year. Yeah, no. Even if you're, like, one of those kids that, like, goes into college at, like, 14, you know, and mm-hmm. does the thing. Yeah. It takes a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, she was a chemist and a director of laboratories at a food testing company. Oh, God. Don't put her around the food. Sorry. I know I'm not a supposed to... Uh, a supposed to... Oh, my God. Supposed to assume anything around her, but... Don't let her around the food. That's all I'm going to say. So, I mean, I already played the clip, so, you know. Yeah. I ruined that spoiler. She's special because she has Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen syndrome by proxy. She got a double time. We're double dipping. Okay. Double A little bit of this. Double to that. Little 31 flavors. You go get the bubble gum. You go get some Rocky Road. The bubblegum is nasty. What is wrong with you? The bubblegum is where it's at, yo. That bubblegum is frozen. It's hard. You can't chew it. It's like the treat after the treat. You get like another piece of... You get another you treat no. inside. No, no, girl. Oh, my God. I'm going to fight. We're going to fight. <laughs> it's going to be like... <laughs> what is that YouTuber and the boxer that just... Fought? Oh, fuck that motherfucker. Logan Paul. And Sorry. What's his name? I said it. I and what's said his it. name? I don't even know. I'm Logan so Paul. And the, who was the actual boxer? Mayweather. Why? He don't need no name money. Why do he do that? Because, like, you make money off of it. That's why. He but doesn't he need it. Who cares? If you can make money. But he name. got, you know what? He got to beat up a YouTuber. Um, that I would do for free. I would beat up Logan Paul for free. He Come got to beat at up. me. Come at me. I don't give at a shit. Her. Don't at me. I didn't say it. I called you a chump. But I said it. I don't even know who you is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I said Shade. It. Continue. (laughs) We're out of control today, y'all. We are. Okay. So, she had double dip. In Texas, we crazy. Well, we also don't double dip. We know very much about the chip situation. We are very guac, queso, and salsa focused. So, you do not double dip. Oh, you do not forget that sour cream. That's true. Sour cream is pretty crucial. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you definitely don't double dip. Sometimes we put our sour cream... In our queso. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Or you can... Okay, continue. I'm sorry. We're getting off track. Uh-huh. Sorry. Okay. In 2001, this is where things exploded for her. Okay. She told her family and her friends she had been diagnosed with... Help me. Ewing sarcoma, a bone cancer. Nailed it. For the next eight years, her cancer became worse. Hmm. She claimed it spread to her brain and lungs and destroyed her hearing. For this fabrication, she learned sign language and later got cochlear implants. Nailed it! She began to tell people she had beaten cancer twice. She moved to Alabama from Texas for eight months for treatment she couldn't get anywhere else. Okay, the the sign language alone, that's dedication. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna applaud her for that. I mean, what she's doing is horrific, but she damn. she would y'all she would not play around. She went all in. This bitch, she jumped in the deep end, this, full in. 
this bitch was kind of led to people oh, checking oh, oh. into whether sorry this bitch was not playing no joke like she was getting it this bitch I can't was even, not playing I can't even like relearn Spanish and this girl's like I'm just gonna learn sign language to fake people out sorry am I not supposed to know that she's the bad person you I, are doing the cunt mom so I'm assuming I think we've all figured this out by now yeah um yeah. She she went all in, guys. She went all in. Yeah, she did. She not even plain. Um so but she alleges she alleges that she did see an oncologist and the scan showed that she had cancer, but the biopsy showed that the tumor tumors were non malignant. Okay. So at the time <laughs> it, it gets better. At the time, she, um, at the same time she was lying about cancer, she was also lying about being pregnant with twins. Uh, okay. She wore maternity clothes. She picked out names for her twin girls, Alexandria and Alexia. Oh my God. Her husband believed she was pregnant, but was a little confused by the news because they rarely got it on, and neither of them had twins in their family. Okay. Um, he thought it was weird, but he also didn't think she had a reason to lie. Sure. I mean, like, the dude's just living his life, doing the thing, you know. Being married, normal, all of it seeming pretty normal. I mean, let's and get then real. All of a sudden, it only takes one to make the baby. Absolutely. And just because you don't have twins in your family doesn't necessarily mean the twins aren't going to happen. Exactly. I mean, it just, it's not like a precursor, you know. It, it, and again, not geneticists here, but I mean, shit I, happens. I do know biology, and let's get real. You can have twins, like... Two eggs can be leased, or they sure. can split. I mean, it shit happens. Shit happens. Shit happens. Well, guess what? Hope had a hope went in for a checkup with the gynecologist or the obstetrician, the OBGYN, and she miscarried. She miscarried. Wait, so did she actually go to a doctor and miscarry at the doctor's office? No, she's fucking lying. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So she took $2,500 and had a mini funeral for the twins to have their remains cremated. Okay. She even brought home an urn with their ashes and kept it on their mantle. Who does this? I'm sorry. Like, there are people who actually have gone through this experience and are horrified and have to live with this for oh, the rest oh. of their lives. Shit pothole, everyone. Shit pothole. We enacted that the last episode. I forgot. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. She is the cunt. Yeah, no shit. And this is the cuntiest of cuntiest Absolutely. Of because miscarriages happen, and it's... It's, it's terrible. A, it's absolutely terrible. It's terrible. Um, and our heart goes out to everyone... Who has experienced that? It is a... It's a terrible thing. And yes. I would not wish it upon anyone. 
No. And then, yeah, that's just, that's just so low to do. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you finish. No, um, she also bought a six-foot concrete angel statue from Memorial Garden in the backyard. Of course she did. Oh, and it gets better. She later got a huge, when I say huge, I mean huge. Um, I wish I had already done this. Um, She's looking something up. I'm hitting up the Google Wait images. Um, so she gets some, she gets a statue. She does a burial. She does, she puts cremated remains in their house. What the hell else? Oh my God. No, she did not get a tattoo. A oh. huge back tattoo of angel wings. And then eventually she has five red stars for each of her children, including the twins. I cannot believe this shit. Like, why would you? Okay, whatever. So we don't ever really know what she did with the $2,500 she took for this little project. But, um, yes. That happened. That happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe is... the whole tattoo cost $2,500. I saw it. That shouldn't have cost me. Thank you. I was about to say, that work is not worth, I'm sorry. Like, there's some good tattoo artists that are worth $2,500. That ain't it. That ain't it, 100%. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Ooh. So, Hope claims that not, she claims none of her family would go with her to the chemo treatments. But her family says she would always make excuses as to why they couldn't go with her. Like, she needed them to watch her kids. Um, Wait, so, okay, so she has other kids, too? Wait, no, no, you said that. She has one kid pre... Oh, no, so... Pre the, the college. Mm -hmm. And then she had alleged two miscarriages. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess. The story's a little mess. Hot, hot, okay, got yeah. it, got it, well, it's also coming, I'm assuming this is coming from her, too. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. hard to follow because yeah. she's, like, obviously lying about everything. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And she's had cancer several times. And again, here's the thing. Some people do. Yes, yeah, some people do. This is what's so hard. This is what's yes. so difficult about crap like this and why I understand why her husband, her family, the doctors, everybody is, like, fooled by this is because shit like this actually does happen. Yes. It does. But... You know, not to her. Right, right. So, you would think, like, why wouldn't her husband realize she didn't have cancer? Sure. Well, he says he remembers her shaving her head as she was claiming she was losing her hair from the chemo. Okay. And he didn't know anyone with cancer, so he didn't know what to expect. Sure. And he'll explain it to you right now. Hey, yourself and... Uh... And I should have known back then, like when you have chemo, you lose all your hair. She didn't lose all her hair. She shaved her arms, she shaved her head. It's just the, the radiation killed the good cells and the bad cells and hair cells. And then so two weeks later, her eyebrows disappeared. Okay, so she shaved her head and her arms and all of a sudden, her eyebrows disappeared. She waxed them off. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. So, she was keeping a blog. Because, you know, back in the day. Of course she is. That's a great way to get it. If she had Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, she'd be on all of them back in 2001. But, you know, all we had is whatever the fuck that blog. Oh, God, what was the name of that blog site? Remember? Anyway. 
Yeah, I know you're talking about. She claimed she was on her third relapse of cancer and it was terminal. Okay. And in the same post, she talked about how she picked out her casket and burial blocks for herself and one for each of her family members. And it included letters to her three children and claimed that her youngest was suffering from a terminal illness as well. Of course she did. Family and friends saw her as a brave and loving, fearless mother. I'm just going to say one thing, guys. I'm looking at this photo of her from the video you've been playing. She's got the malojo. You know what I'm talking about? The fucking crazy eye and she's putting a curse on your ass? Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I just want her to stop looking at me. I know. Can you, like... Scroll to any other like. Let part. me let, let me see where I need to be next. Okay. <laughs> because please God, it's terrifying me. Yeah, there's nothing like a crazy white bitch like staring straight into your soul. Okay, and telling you to live, laugh, love. Um. So we're gonna go back to 1999 now. We're gonna we're gonna go backwards mm. a little bit. I got can we party this. like it? Huh? Yeah. I feel like we are. Hey, y'all are missing out on a good time. So, back in 1999, she had her second child, and she told family and friends, including her husband, that her second child had cerebral palsy. Ready for a medical lesson? Yes. Cerebral palsy is a group of disorders that affects a person's ability to move and maintain balance and posture. It is caused by abnormal brain development or damage to the brain that affects a person's ability to control their muscles. Okay. She put her daughter in braces for cerebral palsy. She didn't have... For cerebral palsy, she didn't have. And for some reason, it just disappeared in 2004 when her third daughter was born. Okay. Pretty sure that's not how cerebral palsy works. No, it is not. It doesn't work that way doesn't just go away. God bless America. Okay. So. This is painful to listen to because it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Why would you do this? There's so many other ways to get attention. There's literally social media. We had social media back then. We had so, we had fucking. She could go to Mardi Gras and flash her tits for Am beans. I wrong? Thank you. She could do that. There's MySpace. There was the face. Nope. Facebook was 2005. But still, there was MySpace. There's Mardi Gras. There's Mardi Gras. There's, There's spring break on Thank in you. Miami. Continue. Oh, what was that thing on MTV during spring break and you dance in the pool on the thing? You know what I'm talking about? Not real world. Oh, my God. No. Oh, she could have gone on real world. MT MTV. She could have gone on real world. MTV Live. MTV. God dang it. You know what I'm talking I about. I do. Y'all people old as me. Y'all know what you... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Please comment and tell us what it is because I am brain farting real this hard. This time right at me. You may at me. <laughs> Continue. Anyway. Spring break. Fuck. Okay. Uh, so Hope's our third... Hope's third daughter actually was born 10 weeks early and only weighed 2 pounds, 2 ounces. Oh, wow. And this is what is believed to be the catalyst for the abuse she inflicted upon her third daughter. Because my twins were preemies. So mm. when you have premature babies, they stay in the hospital. For me, it's very traumatic. And I don't even like to think about it. Right. But I can see how somebody who is like this could take 
that as attention from other people. Mm. How are your babies? Blah, blah, blah. Me, it was a traumatic situation. Even though my twins are 18 now, I don't... And they're even, healthy and they're fine. And they're healthy and fine. I right. don't like to think about it. But. Right, right. As because you give a shit about them <laughs> and not just about yourself. Yeah, you know. There's that. So, um... Just before she was a year old, um, the baby had to have a feeding tube inserted in her abdomen to be able to get her daily nutrition. Right. Um, still to this day, Hope claims that surgery was necessary, but we don't really know with her. Um, and then she was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Okay. Let me cystic. For everyone who doesn't know, less than time. Here we go. Cystic fibrosis is a progressive genetic disease that causes persistent lung infections and limits the ability to breathe over time. Okay. This little girl, I don't have any of the children's names because... They're victims in this case. They're victims. They're children. We want to protect them. 100%. Um, she was even featured on a poster... For the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Okay. And she was she tested positive after three different tests. Okay. So that's going to be important. Just remember that. Okay. Got it. Making a note. Um. So. Hope she claimed that the only thing that she at this point hope only. Claimed that the only thing she ever did was water down her daughter's formula that went into her feeding tube so she wouldn't gain weight. But um, the investigators felt like that she probably did more than that. Wait, Um, why? She's watering down her child's food so she wouldn't gain weight? Isn't this like a baby? mm -hmm. A baby. Mm -hmm. Is this fucking JonBenet Ramsey? Like, what is she doing? Like... Gonna go to a goddamn pageant the next day? Like, what the fuck are you doing? A baby needs to lose weight. Talk about unrealistic expectations on women. Like, what the fuck? Oh, you're about to get real mad. Oh, my God. Okay. I feel like I need to... Yeah, you need to... I need to bring some of my crystals up here. I'm gonna stroke my amethyst crystals that you gave me because Um, I'm about to get real mad. I have clear quartz and turquoise and black obsidian... Oh, and I have the one with all the crystals. Hit me with a, with a, I'm going to need all all the crystals. crystals. (laughs) Fun fact Friday, I believe in crystals. So in 2005, um, the little girl began suffering from anemia after the placement of a central line that would allow the medical personnel to access her blood. It'd be easier to draw blood and give her medications and things like that. Understandable. Um, so... She became anemic after that. Um, and they would go normal for a week and then extremely deficient the next. And it would seem that she would she would lose half a liter of blood in a week. Oh my god. So listen to this. A perpetrator to put things in or take things out. Another interesting thing is that the first documented case of anemia in the victim occurred eight days after a, a central line 
was placed in the victim, giving the mother access to the victim's blood. When I spoke with the hematologist at Cook Children's, I said there's no reason for a well child to have that type of blood loss. And, and, and the way that it presented, which was very anemic when she would bring her to the hospital, and then she would get better in the hospital to the point of not being anemic, would leave and then come back a week later very anemic again. This bitch took her daughter's blood? So... Are you fucking kidding me? So she claims... She claims... Jesus, take the wheel. She claims that she never took a liter of her blood. She claims she would only take out one syringe and discard it. For what? What do you need that blood for? What are you doing? Are you doing some witchcraft? Like, what the fuck are you doing with the goddamn blood, bitch? Oh, my God. Okay, I need to... Wusabi yourself. <laughs> I, do we need to this go get my stage now? Do this is insane. Yes, she's fucking crazy. The story gets worse. Oh, God. So, do we need to, like, warn people about the worseness? Yes. Uh, if, 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 <laughs> if you can't handle this, shit potholes coming shit off. Shit potholes. You might want to fast forward to the star mom. <laughs> We're As, getting there. Yeah. So... This is what Hope has to say. Does it bother you to know that the doctor had told the investigator that the only possible explanation would be if the girl had been intentionally bled? Uh, he's, he's a professional, so no, it doesn't bother But you insist you didn't. I, I don't insist anything. I don't insist anything. You don't remember? Yeah, I don't remember ever withdrawing any blood for her. I can't promise you anything. Like I said, that could really hurt her. And I wasn't trying to do anything that would really, really hurt her. She's like a fucking lizard person. Like, she's, she's like, blank on the inside. She's, that, that, whoever's, like, interviewing her right now asked her a question. She didn't get the answer she wanted, so she led her a little bit. And she gave her the answer that that, like, reporter wanted to hear. Like, she's, she's, she's a lizard human. What the fuck? They're amongst us, y'all. It's official. That's so creepy. That's creepy. She's so... Gacy has the same fucking face. The same, like, well, I mean, if you said I did it, I did it. What? Shit pothole, shit pothole, shit pothole. It's about to get worse. Oh, God. Okay. So, because the little girl was given an iron D-trans... D-trans transfusion, mm -hmm. the transfusion would cause her to go into anaphylactic shock. So she actually almost died because, because of all this. So not only all this was going on, because of Hope being sick and the little girl being sick, the family received a trip to Disneyland for Make-A-Wish Foundation Christmas meals and presents, and a former employer donated $18,000. Hmm. But shit's about to hit the fan for Hope. Well, I hope so. So, at one point, HR, I don't know why, but they pulled Hope's resume, and there were two on file. And the resumes had conflicting dates for when she had completed her doctorate. Ah. 
and what field her doctorate was in. And But more concerning was than that was when her supervisor came back from vacation early, there were, remember, she's a scientist. Uh-huh. Yes. So there were pathogens in an incubator from a company that's no longer used by her employer. The next day, the Petri dishes were gone. Oh, my God. And the security footage showed Hope coming in the lab at night with a tote bag. What did I say? What did I say? Do not let this bitch around the food. Am I wrong? She got to sprinkle some anthrax shit up in your food. No. You and I are safe. Um, Thank God. (laughs) So when questioned, she said she did order them. And take them, but she sent them to a lab in California to be studied. Mm-hmm. It gets better. Oh, yeah, because you just, like, chill out and, like, roll up in the middle of the night to your office, grab some shit, Petri dishes, and then... You, you don't do that at your job? Oh, oh, my God. Was that, like, what we're supposed to be doing? Because then I need to be fired, apparently, because that's not what I do. Girl, let's, let's go to my job right now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, my job's still open. Okay. Hand a little bit. Let's go. Oh my god. So then, you know what happened? Two of her coworkers became mysteriously ill. And when people began to question, and that's when people began to question what she was actually using those pathogens for. Yeah. Shocker. Especially when one of those co-workers was her supervisor that came back from vacay early and was the one that discovered the pathogens in the incubator. You know what, man? There's ways to be a sneaky, a sneaky bitch, and that ain't it. No. So, then they realized she never attended TCU. In fact, she applied, but she wasn't even accepted. Ah, uh, Shit. So they fired her in 2008. Good. Okay, good. Yes. So even though her family was considered middle class, Hope claimed they were struggling to pay for all of her daughter's medical bills and held several fundraisers. Mm -hmm. So where was their money going? I still don't know. Really? Really. Because you would think, like, they're getting all this free shit. They're getting free money. You know, allegedly because, like, everybody's sick in the family, whatever. And so, like, her husband didn't even know, like, where the money was going? No. So. Huh. Interesting. So, um, the last fundraiser they held raised almost $100,000. Oh, my God. But her husband was actually against the fundraiser. Good for you, husband. God for What's you. that guy's name? What's his name? We're going to go Mr. Yabara. Good. We like you. Yes. I don't think we have his name. He was only the ex-husband in Mommy's Little Secrets because I think they're protecting him and the kids. And good for you for getting out of that situation because fuck that bitch. You deserve to be happy and so do those children. So right after the fundraiser and not long after the news aired a piece on her... And before a penny of the donations could be spent is when all of her lies came out. Good. Good. Thank God. Okay. Silver lining, finally. So, 
Hope and her family have moved into her parents' house um, because she said her cancer was terminal and nothing could be done. So they set up a hospice room for her because, um, you know, they had no idea. And um, Hope's doctor told her mother that he couldn't find any of her medical records on her prior cancers and asked her if she could help him. Um, you know, she knew the names of the doctors who had treated her. And so Hope's mom, Sandy, began looking at the names of the pres for prescription bottles with doctors' names, and she couldn't find any. So she asked the hubby, you know, do you have online access to your insurance um, so I can look this up? And he said, sure, you know, here's the password. So she looked up the insurance records for Hope, and guess what? No scans, no x-rays, no appointments, no prescriptions, no nada enchilada. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being, like, a spouse and finding that shit out? Like, either you'd be like, okay, maybe they're wrong. Like, at first you're going to deny, right? I mean, right. of course. You're going to be like, okay, surely my husband or my wife, like, just fucking, it, this isn't right. Maybe you guys don't have it right. Like, maybe there's some sort of mix-up. But then it kind of starts to sink in. And you're like, wait, what? And then you start, like, going through and then the dominoes start, like, kind of falling into play. Oh, my God. That poor man. So Hope's mom mm. went to her doctor, and that's when um, she told her doctor, I'm assuming the mom, like, marinated on this a little bit mm. and did some research because according to the article, it said she told her doctor she thought she had Munchausen syndrome. So I'm going to say she probably did some research mm -hmm. to be able to, like, self-diagnose that. Right, right, of course. Um and the doctor urged her not to confront her daughter. But you know what mom did? She confronted her daughter. At the hospital. You know, that's fucking right. Mm-hmm. She was like, baby girl, no. Because homie don't play that shit. She was like, mm-mm, sister. Mm-hmm. So Hope confessed about lying to the cancer and, and claimed it was because it was the only time her husband paid attention to her and needed to believe it. Okay. I'm sorry. If your husband is boning you on the reg, I sincerely doubt that's what's going on there. I mean, even if he's not, there are much better ways to get his attention. Uh-huh. Again, girls gone wild. Spring break trip. Show some tits. I mean, there's many other ways that um, you can, like, get attention from um, your husband. By this point, I'm sure there's online shopping. Oh, yeah. That'll definitely get his attention. If there wasn't online shopping, there was Frederick's of Hollywood. Oh, God. Remember Frederick's? Okay, I did. I remember that it was, was like the slutty Victoria's Secret. I was about to say that. Oh, my God. That was the slutty Victoria's Yes. You want to go to Victoria's, girlfriend. You want to go to Frederick's. Frederick's. Yeah, because it had, like, you know, like, those little, like, like sticks with, like, the fucking feathers and shit yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. oh. The whips. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we don't know anything about no. that. No. I read about it. Online. Mm -hmm. The online shopping. Yes. So, anywho. Mm -hmm. So, Hope's mom told her she was not leaving the hospital until she was admitted to the psych ward. I love Preach, her mother. Sandy. Yes, we are clapping for her mother. Yes, Sandy. Yes. So, Hope's mom, next thought was um, that about her granddaughter. Absolutely. And, oh, my God. Does this mean my granddaughter's not sick? Yes. Yes, Sandy. Yes. Yes. So, Put those pieces together. Yes. So um, 
she immediately jumps into action there. And not only that, she asked the family to move out of her house because an attorney told her that her and her husband could be held responsible for whatever Hope had done while living under their roof. Okay, and this is where Sandy, again, is doing her research. She's going. She's talking to lawyers. She's doing her research about Sandy Munchausen. Sandy Googles. Yes, Sandy. Yes, Sandy, yes. This, more of this. Sandy's the anti-cunt. 100%. So, um, not only that, she called her granddaughter's doctor, told him about Hope, and explained her concerns over her daughter's not really being ill. And then got CPS involved. Yes. And made... And then CPS made sure the girl got retested for cystic fibrosis. See, this is where I know in one of our previous episodes we talked about like CPS getting involved and it being a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. This is exactly yes. what it's built for. Yes. One hundred percent, and she used it properly. Amazing. This time CPS stepped up. Yes. So um, Hope was released from the psych ward after a couple of days because you know it's like a. Like three day hold, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it is here, but um, so she went with her husband and her children for the new test. And guess what? She became upset and cried when the first follow up test came back negative for cystic fibrosis. But yet, she never cried at any of her other tests. Or medical procedures. I would cry if it was cystic fibrosis, not the other way around. Because I would feel horrible for my daughter to have to go through that for the rest of her life. I cried hysterically when I found out that my younger son had the peanut allergy. Right. Which, thank God he outgrew. It happens, people. It It happens. Miracles happen. Thank God. Um, So... During the second test, Hope was actually allowed to be present with her daughter, but not alone with her. Thank God. And they had to stop her with messing with the bandage. But that test, as well as the third one, came back negative. Oh, God, thank God. And this is when her husband, the skies opened up, the angels began to sing, and the doves came down because that's when he began to see the light that she was lying the whole fucking time. Jesus. And now CPS has stepped in and put a safety plan in place and not allowing Hope to have contact with her children. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. This is when the system works. They also contacted Tarrant County so they could begin a criminal investigation. There it is. There it is. So in May 2009, a month into the investigation, Hope's mom called the investigator because she found a storage bin in her guest room with three Petri dishes among Hope's personal papers and belongings. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just going to real quick stop you for a hot minute. Roll on your family and your friends. If you find shit like this, roll on them hard. I don't give a shit how much you love somebody or like, oh, but they're my best friend. Whatever. No, 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 no. You need to get your ass out to the fucking investigators, to the cop station and go, this shit's in my house. Uh, Absolutely not. I have nothing to do with this. No. Like, don't, don't, like, keep bodies, like, buried under your house and go, I have no idea what happened there. Even if you did, because your ass is probably going to go to jail. So, no. You know, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, 
I would help her bury the body. But if she left the body here and didn't tell me about it, yeah. I'm calling the cops. Yeah, you're going to roll a mass. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like in the first 48 where they're like, hey, so like, do you know where she's at? You're like, mm, not really sure. And then they're like, yeah, we know you helped her bury it. Yeah, she's at her house and her address is... Do hold you have on, a pen? hold, on. hold let, on. Let me just... Um, let I'm going to Google pull, map it. Let me put the Google Maps and just send you the link. Yeah. It's, you know what? Take my phone. Yeah. In fact, take she's there right now. I just texted her. 100%. Let me, let me text her and tell her I'm on my way with wine and she'll stay. It's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would want you to because fuck me for doing that kind of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I digress. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was confirmed to be from her former employers. And four out of the nine pathogens Hope had access to at a previous job showed up in her daughter. So they believe that the Petri dishes contained the pathogens Hope used to make her daughter sick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Poor little girl. I just feel so horrible. That little girl's going to need years of therapy. Yeah. Well, decades. Yes. So in 2009, after six months of investigations by Tarrant County, Hope was arrested on charges of seriously bodily injury to a child. Yes. And she it finally admitted she used nasal spray to alter the sweat test to ensure the diagnosis of cystic fibrosis. God dang it. Stealing the pathogens from her workplace to make her daughter sick and even draining blood from her daughter, which doctors believe triggered the chain reaction of events that caused her to go into anaphylactic shock. Oh my God. Once away from her mother and off all the medications, the little girl became 100% better. Thank God. Her daughter suffered four years of surgeries, procedures, tests, and therapies for cystic fibrosis, which she did not have. There was a total of 30 to 40 unneeded hospital procedures that the little girl had to go through. Mm. Wait. Get ready for this. October October 18, 2010. Hope reached a plea bargain and pled guilty and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. I want you to do that math in your head right now. Wait. 2010? Mm-hmm. Is this bitch out? She out. Oh, my God. Is she going to come for us? I will fight her ass. I will fight you. I will fight you. I'm not scared of her because she only wants to... I'm not going to eat at her house. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not like, going to invite her to dinner. Yeah. Would you like some of my famous jambalaya? And she's like, I'm going to sprinkle my special sauce on it. I mean, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm so, good. I'm set. Wait. Thank you. Listen to this. You're re- this going to really piss you off. Uh, and when stuff started coming out, she, she came to visit me and told me that she didn't think it was a good idea for me to take it to job based on that, everything that she was finding. I decided to plead guilty before it got any worse. A year into her being in custody, um, she accepted uh, a plea agreement to serve 10 years in, uh, in Texas Department of Corrections. As the details of the case came out, um, thank God the DA didn't pay attention to all that when he actually charged me. Um, and a lot of the details obviously weren't available yet. Uh, because it could have been so much worse. I don't believe she was entirely truthful about her entire criminal behavior in this matter. You think if they had read that stuff, 
they wouldn't have even offered you a deal. I think there's a good chance I would have been hung. You would have been hung. Yeah. They would offer me a deal, all right. But it would have been much, much, much more. Probably like. Okay, 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 okay. Was that guy talking the DA? He was the investigator. So what she's saying is... She took the deal before everything she did and they found out about came to light. This makes me so mad. Because they're say- she's saying if they... If they knew, she would have been in prison forever and mm-hmm. or dead. Mm-hmm. Why did the DA not get all the information first before charging her? I think that they probably had it. They just couldn't prove it. Because this is probably pretty difficult to prove. That's probably true. I'm going to let the DA off on this one, but it's... It's like, remember Tina Marie? I know. I, it, I get Remember it. how upset I was about Tina Marie? Yep, but here's my thing. Is... There are people who are still serving in Texas jails for having like a fucking ounce of pot for 25 to life. And this bitch almost killed her children and she got 10 years. That's all I'm saying. You want to know why prisons are overcrowded? Because we got people in jail that don't deserve to be there. Yes. True. There it is. True statement. That was a Mm. Friday fact. Friday fact. Hit up fact. Hit up our socials. Um, so, even though she pled guilty, she downplayed her abuses, and so she was just trying to get her daughter the help she needed, so she oh. what? Yeah. She wasn't trying to hurt her. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, listen to this. Absorbed her completely. There were certainly many, many things I could have done if I was trying to really hurt her. Especially what she has forfeited. There was a lot of things that I could have done that would have straight up killed her. Trying to even obviously, I was hurting her, but I wasn't trying to hurt her. Oh, she's so she's doing a Diane dance. If I wanted to kill my children, don't you think I would have done it better? Yeah, so that's not an argument, y'all. Yeah, no, she's she's a con, she's a piece of shit. Yeah, so while in prison, her husband divorced her, obviously, and a lot of her family have cut ties with her. But even in prison, she's up to her old ways. She's claiming she suffers from memory loss, from diabetic comas, as well as a hearing impairment from the failure of the cochlear implant that was surgically inserted in 2002. That she didn't need, so probably. (laughs) Yes, but I want to point something out to you. So if you watch the whole video, she has this yellow card in her pocket that says hearing impairment. Uh But listen to her speak. I'm going to rewind this just a little bit. Okay. Because I was wondering, because, like, every, it's hard to hear what she says sometimes, and I wasn't sure if it was because, like, her, if she had, like, an accent, or if it was, like... No, because she's supposed to be deaf. deaf. Okay. Listen to her speak here. Listen how clear she is. And I probably will. I'm guessing for the rest of my life. I hope not, but I don't know any different right now. She's really... You'll find the most... Yeah. She was fairly clear, right? Right. Let's go back to... I think... And she it, it feels like she's affecting her voice. Like, like she's making it sound like a deaf 
person's voice that she's heard on like TV or something, you know, yeah, like let's go back to how people who can't previous. hear their own voice sound. Let's right. listen to her talk here. When stuff started coming out, she, she came to visit me, told me that she's she didn't think it was a good idea for me to take it. To oh, yeah, she sounds like 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 a everybody, all of us talking. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so let's hmm, let me find one of the earlier ones. So it's really not that hard to poke holes at all. And the fact that like she's thinking she's getting away with this is fucking bullshit. It doesn't bother you to know that the doctor had told the investigator that the only possible explanation would be if the girl had been intentionally blind. Uh, he's he's a professional, so no, it doesn't bother me. But you insist you didn't. I, I don't insist anything. See how she kind of changes how she's talking no, there? Yes. Yeah, I don't remember ever withdrawing any blood from her. Like, straight up. Oh, my God. Like, at the beginning, it was all like, hey, I'm talking normal, and then I'm going to, like, affect my voice from here on out. See how she changed because she's deaf. She's going deaf. Wow. Wow. That is mommy's little secret. Holy shit. All right, I'm going to give you some claps for that because, whoa. Wow. That is, uh... I pulled a Jesse. I found a video. You fucking killed that shit. That's insane. So is she out now? She's out. I don't know where she is. I can't find her online anywhere. Y'all, like, fucking hope you borrow alert. Like, be on the lookout for. I really think she's only a danger to herself and if she were to ever have children again. But nothing's stopping her from not meeting somebody and having kids. True. That is a true statement. Um, I mean. Look at her. She's not a catch. I mean, but at the same time, she is in jail. So she's got the, you know, the, you know, crappy gear and the glasses and the finesse. But I'm just saying, like, if she fooled one dude one time. Nobody signed her up for the Fab Five. Fab Five. And also, y'all are in town. Yay! Love you. We love y'all. If you get a letter for Hope Ibarra. Please don't. No, don't. Stay away. Stay away. Run. God, no. Run in the opposite direction. 100%. And I saw your um, post on Insta. We are not all conservative. We're not all conservative. Yeah. Honestly. I loved loved your Texas flag. It was hilarious and amazing and beautiful. So. Okay. Side note. Anyway, but yeah. So Hope Ibarra is... The juice is loose, as we uh, have come to say. Uh, That's uncomfortable. It's honestly kind of creepy because it's also like, you know, knowing that she may or may not be even in the state. She may have a different name. I mean, because she wasn't paroled. She served her 10 years. Right. She served her time and she's done. She can be anywhere. And she could be doing this again. She could be. I mean, I think that the... Never mind. I'm not going to go. Okay, that's fine. But still, it's just like, it's insane. It's, it's, Ugh. I'm actually glad that they didn't say the names of the husband and the and the kids because. Even if I could have found them, I would not have said them. Yeah, because so. they're the real, real stars of the, of the, the reason why we, again, we say this a lot, but the reason why we do this is because of them. And we want to make sure that this, everyone's aware of. This is how we've been able to deal with the, the crappiness of the world. Yes. Is by being sarcastic and funny about it and talking about it because it really is truly bullshit. And holy fuck. 
That's insane. <laughs> I mean, that like really happened. Like I didn't make that up. I know. It just feels like I couldn't make that shit up. But I kind of felt like I was giving a lecture on. There was a lot of um, psychological and um, physical disorders in there that you like killed. You, you did a really good I job. I love psychology. That's what I wanted my degree to be in. It's a it's an incredibly fascinating. And constantly changing because we don't know a lot about the brain. We really don't. Mm-mm. So, hey. Well, I have the pleasure of doing the, the Star Mom today. Pick us all up. Oh, my God. I'm so Pick excited. Us. Pick us all I up, have, sister. Okay, so you inspired me when you did your last Star Mom. Oh, okay. Because then I just – On a history journey? Yeah, I'm going to take you on a history journey. Oh, now. good. I love history. That was one of my concentrations. Good. Me too. I actually wanted to become a history major, but then I was like, oh, wait, you can't like do anything with it except for being a professor. And then I'm like, that's what my son's going to be. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh-huh. He's going to live. Can I live vicariously through him and just uh-huh. put like all my like aggression and emotions on him and yes. make him feel guilty for the rest of his life? Because I'm going to live vicariously through my daughter. Okay. Fantastic. Yes. Phenomenal. We'll live vicariously through my own children. <laughs> I'm glad we get ironed that out. We're going to be the best moms ever. Yay. I have two moms and a dad. I can't wait to hear that conversation. Uh, it is college. <laughs> Shit happens. So anyway. So I am going to do somebody that I found out about a couple years ago. Um, I was going through Cracked. I don't know if anybody reads that fucking online shit. But Cracked, honestly, is one of the best listicle websites you can ever read because it's hilarious. Anyway, and they have, like, phenomenal researchers. But I remember reading about her, and I was like, what? And then, like, it kind of came up the other day. I was talking to my husband about it. But anyway, her name is Ludmila Pavlichenko. And she is the deadliest sniper, female sniper in history. I thought you had the star mom. She is. Get ready. Oh, she's killing people for good. Let me tell you, Rafika now. She's Antifa. I said it. So, Ludmila Pavlichenko was born in 1916. I want to stop you right there mm. because your pronunciation of her name is on point. Thank you. I've been practicing a lot. <laughs> A lot. And, and, uh, true story. I went to a school in third grade where one of the mothers was Polish and she offered to give us like some of the kids Russian lessons. Fun. It was fun. I took Russian lessons with her son. It was really, really fun. You know what I can say? Huh? Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, I'd be really mad. I'd be really like, Oh no. Shmirnoff. There it is. <laughs> I can say Dasvidania, which means goodbye. Shmirov. <laughs> I honestly don't remember much about it. Like, I think, like, if I, like, I don't remember much about it. I'm not even play. I don't. Okay. But point is, that's where I'm getting at. Okay. It's coming back here. Good job. Proud Thank of you. you. Born in 1916 in a small Ukrainian town called Balaya. And this is where I fuck up. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Ukraine. Balaya to Skarov, just outside of Kiev. That one I got. Um, so her father uh, was a St. Petersburg factory worker. Mom was a teacher. Okay. So very, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, middle class. Yep. Um, so this bitch, and I'm saying that in like the boss bitch way, has been fighting toxic masculinity from when she was a girl to her whole life, her whole life in the early teens and 40s. Okay. So 
She would not let the boys outdo her in anything. In fact, she kind of made it a point. At one point, this little boy was like, you know, doing, um, uh, you know, shooting at a shooting range and bragging how good they were. And she was like, okay, okay, cool. Just keep bragging. So she practiced and practiced and practiced and then went to that same shooting range and showed them that a girl could do just as yes. well. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. In 1932, so we're going to jump ahead. So she's born in 16, 1932, she married Alexei Pavlichenko. That's where she gets her last name. And she gave birth to one son, um, Rostislav. And he was, uh, unfortunately, he died in 2007. So he wasn't that old. Um, But she married him and they they soon divorced. Like it wasn't very long there. You know, you're young, you do the thing, whatever. Um, she got a job soon after at an ammunitions factory. So she started to learn more and more about, you know, not only guns, but like how they're produced, all the parts, absolutely everything. So she kind of like started to surround her world with guns, which, you know, is a passion of hers. It started to become like she was really into it. Um, she enrolled in Kiev University in 1937, wanting to also become a teacher like her mother. Oh, I know. That's sweet. It's nice, right? Um, so she took classes at the Sniper School. Oh, and there we go. Badass. We lost it. We lost Then that's where we lost it. And she had a natural talent. I mean, like, she just kind of, like, took to it. She just got it, you know? And then 39, Hitler fucked shit up in the world. Well, yes. He fucked some shit up. So, yes. 1939 hits. Europe gets up in it. You know, as we all know, blah, 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 insert World War II docu-series drama. Not going to go into that hot mess, but we're going to talk about Lumilla. Lumilla, um, so she is um, Ukrainian, so therefore, like, she's going to join the Russian army. So, and when she was born... Can she join the Russian Did they let women join the Russian army? I'm going to get into it. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's a, no, that's a very valid question. That's the first question I had. I was like, woman... So in 1916 through 1930s, Russia was going through the Bolshevik Revolution. So this is right after like Anastasia and like all her family got murdered, right? Mm -hmm. And then Lenin comes into power. So we're talking like the Soviet Union. And then he develops like, you know, communism and the Red Army, Mm -hmm. right? So, So she's wanting to join the Red Army. And this is back when like Russia was a necessary... Like, we as the United States realize, like, we may not be fully on their side when it comes to communism, but we realize that there's a, a bigger issue here, i.e. Hitler. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's a big issue. Yeah, he was a big issue. So she she really wanted to join the Red Army. She was like, ah, oh. And she's a tomboy. And she's also like, you know what? I don't want to be like. I know what she did. I know what she did. Get ready. I know what she did. Wouldn't take her. Would not take her. So not she's 21 years old. What do you think she did? Tell me. I think she dressed up like a boy. I mean, she thinks she was a boy. She did a Mulan. She pulled a Mulan. Kind of. You're close. So here's what she did. She, they basically told her, like, okay, you can join the army, but be a nurse. And she's like, I don't want to be a fucking nurse. Like, I know how to shoot. And so she was like, you know what? Give me a tryout. Fine. Give me a tryout. And yes, she did dress up. Absolutely. She was like, I got my gear on, whatever. The guys were like... Those two guys down there. So they're positioned on a hill, and they, they pointed to guy, two guys down in a valley who are Romanians that were working with some Germans, and they're like, pick them off. Kill them. And she's she like... She did it, didn't she? She fucking nailed that shit. 
Yeah, she did. Yes, yes she, she did. did. Those yes, are her did. first two kills of many. She joined the 25th Chapayev Rifle Division. And uh, even as gung-ho as she was to join, she knew that, you know, even after those first two guys, she was like, this actually is going to be a lot different than even I'm thinking, right? I mean, because, you know, killing people is one thing to think about, but doing it is a different story. So her first day, she was absolutely terrified when she was on the battlefield. She was literally frozen. She was like, oh, my God, what did I sign up for? What was I thinking? This is insane. A Russian guy sits down beside her. And, you know, they're like, hey, you know, talking, whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, he gets shot in the face. And then, like, for some reason, yeah, she just, like, that was the moment. She was just like, fuck this. Like, it was just like she kicked into gear. After that, she became an incredibly successful sniper. She got her first kill on that day. She continued throughout the war to get assigned to more dangerous and dangerous missions because she was that good. They were like, holy shit, this girl can take out anybody. Like, we're going to just keep putting her in the situations where she can just take out all these dangerous people. So she's fighting the Germans. So at this time, the Russians were fighting the Germans alongside. So the Russians were allies with the United States and Britain and everybody else. Okay. Against Germany, Italy, and Japan for the most part. Right, we're just going to go generalizing there. So she even became a counter-sniper, which I didn't realize was a thing. It basically means that her job is to pick off other snipers. Uh, but you got to find them first. She's fucking smart. Like, they used to do shit where, like, one of these snipers would throw out a can. You know, it was like a, oh, I'm over here kind of thing. Yeah. She didn't take the bait. One time, I think, I read a story where she, like, waited, like, two days. And she just kept... Just waiting them out. Like, okay. You just keep throwing out whatever, like, rocks. I think one threw out, like, a cat or whatever, just to, like, throw her off the trail. And she didn't shoot the cat. She was just like, okay, dude. And eventually he was like, I guess she left. And he stood up and she fucking nailed his ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. 36 enemy snipers confirmed kills. And she, which I love this term, she used to call them Hitlerites. And I'm like, yes, I love it. She even, like, She's just, she's a personal hero. Anyway, she said this. We mowed down Hitlerites like ripe grain. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? She's crazy. She's crazy cool, man. She's fucking killing people. She fucking, she hated Hitler. I was about to ask a question, but we're going to get there. Ask it. I was going to ask if she was still alive. Oh, okay. We're going to get there. Yeah. So she... Hated Hitler. She hated all of his followers. She absolutely hated what he stood for. She was like, absolutely not. No. 1941, she reached 100 confirmed kills. And she was 25. She married a fellow sniper, Alexei Kitsenko. Really sweet. Um, Soon after the the marriage, though, Kitsenko was mortally wounded and died. I know, I know. It was like, oh, I don't like that. Why are you bringing the sad? You're supposed to bring the happy. I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know that she has like a, she's not just a kill machine, although she's a badass at it. I mean, see, there's a difference between killing and the, like what she's doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay. So she was wounded. She was wounded on four separate occasions. She suffered, suffered for the rest of her life. From shell shock, um, PTSD. Yeah, yeah as we now know yeah. it. Yeah, no joke. Remained in action until um, 
she took shrapnel in the face. <gasps> oh, yeah, girl. But she, you know, luckily they it wasn't enough to where she had, like, you know, some sort of... Um, I mean, there's plastic surgeons for that now. Oh, sure. But back then, like, I mean, it could have been a death sentence, you know, yeah. if they, like, got infected or whatever. Um, so, anyway, she was promoted to lieutenant and given an honorable discharge after a while because... And she even trained new snipers as a woman... Can you imagine they felt so emasculated? As they should. Get your shit together. Get out there. Do your job. In fact, there was this one story, and holy crap, I forgot to mention my sources. Biographics on YouTube is a really cool channel. One of the the things that I watched about her uh, basically said that she was out there basically telling the guys, like, get out here. Get out here. The battle's out here. And, like, some of the guys were like, oh, I don't know. Why would we follow a woman? And one of the guys stood up and was like, this chick has more balls than you. Are you kidding me? And that motivated all the guys. Yeah. So it kind of became this like, it's sexist, but at the time, you know. It, and well, that's what they did back that's then. That's what they did. So get this. This is where it gets kind of cray. 1941. So the U.S. has still not joined Europe in war. We've just been battling Japan because we're mm-hmm. pissed off about Pearl Harbor, obviously. So we haven't uh, officially joined what's called the second front, as in help us in, you know, Britain, Italy, France, fighting the Germans. So after she was honorably discharged, she went to the U.S. as like a, I guess you could say like an ambassador, essentially, to convince the U.S. and all these boys to join up. And that's where she met. Eleanor Roosevelt. <gasps> Shut your face. This bitch met Eleanor motherfucking Roosevelt, and they became lifelong friends. Did they? They became besties. They became besties. Oh my god! Because let's be real. Eleanor Roosevelt was not an attractive woman, and she took a lot of shit from a lot of men, and she had zero time for that. Like if you read any of her quotes or anything about her. Like, she just doesn't have time for men who tell her how she looks or what she should or shouldn't do. It's amazing. They're like, I mean, it makes total sense why they would be besties, honestly. So anyway, so she went on, like, these press tours around the country here in the States, going around basically saying, hey, join the war effort, join the war effort, help us in Europe, blah, 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 blah. And the press was incredibly sexist. Even the New York Times. Oh, yeah. They would ask her, like, oh, where do you do your nails? Who does your hair? Um, why don't you wear dresses? Why don't you wear makeup? Blah, 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 blah. And what, at one point, she said, there's no rule against wearing makeup on a battlefield. But she said, who has the time to think about her shiny nose when a battle is going on? Basically, a giant fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. So, anyway... So Eleanor started to teach her because at first, like, she couldn't speak English. She didn't know, like, how to, like, relate to anybody in the United States. And Eleanor was like, look, don't take their shit first off and I'll teach you some shit. And so she started to kind of get this confidence, which is incredible. So eventually she had this response to a crowd in Chicago. She said, gentlemen, I'm 25 years old and I've killed 309. Oh Shut your face. Three. This is her confirmed. Now, confirmed kills. 309, by the uh, way. Uh, no. Yeah. Fascist occupants by now. Don't you think, gentlemen, that you have been hiding behind my back for too long? Oh, my God. Yeah, she might drop the fuck out of them. And then her words settled on the crowd, and they were all like, they 
you know, giant like crap applause and everything like that. And then, yes, of course, the United States eventually did get into the war. So her friendship with Eleanor Roosevelt um, lasted in to the point where even in 1957, she, Eleanor, visited Ludmilla in Moscow. Oh, my God. Yeah, just to, like, hang out and, like, see how she was doing. I want to be their friends. I know. It's, like, two badass bitches. Like, 309 confirmed kills of fascists. That's fucking impressive, man. She, Like I said, she's the deadliest sniper. In fact, um, there's a, a, a Enemy at the Gates. Remember, there's, like, that movie about the famous, like, sniper-on-sniper battle between these two dudes and all that stuff. Even those guys, I don't think, have as many confirmed kills as she does. Of course not. But, again, she's a woman, so... Mm -hmm. There's that. Passover. Um, So, she eventually, in 19... uh, She did eventually graduate college in Kiev because she put it on hold to go to the war. Yeah. She became a historian, and she also worked as a research assistant at the Soviet uh, Navy headquarters and later at the Soviet Committee of the Veterans of War. She struggled with depression, especially because of the loss of her husband. So her second husband was the one that she really fell in love with, and it was really tough on her. PTSD, alcoholism, I mean, good God. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, going through all that, like... That's a lot. It's intense. Um, she was, she did, I'm sorry to say, did die in 1974 Um, at 58. So she would be like, she'd be really, she'd be like over a hundred now. She's still alive. Yeah. She'd be over a hundred. That makes me sad. So unfortunately that the, the trauma from war is something that, you know, just, she just couldn't get past. Yeah. Her son actually is buried right next to her in, um, yeah. Nova Decheni. Uh, oh, cemetery. Thanks. I don't know if it's right, but it sounded fucking good. Sounded great. Sounded <laughs> fucking amazing. We're going to go with it. In <laughs> Moscow. Um, and so she died in 74, and in 76, a commemorative Soviet stamp featuring her portrait was issued. Oh, we need to find that. We do. Okay. eBay. I know, right? So that is the incredible story of Lumila Pavlichenko. So I'm going to pull this up. Well, you were telling me my story because yes. this is my favorite World War II movie, and it's not, like, real. It's a fictional movie. Okay. It's Empire of the Sun. Have you seen it? No, but I keep seeing, like, the <gasps> fucking cover for it, so I'm like, okay, what is okay, it? Okay, it's from 1987. Okay, that's why. That's why. Okay, okay. It is fucking amazing. Christian Bale. Hmm? John. Can you read that for me? Malkovich. Yes, thank you. Miranda Richardson. Miranda. Steven Spielberg. Oh. Okay, yes. I need to watch it. Empire of the Sun, y'all. Mm. Yes. Oh, I do want a side note on Ludmilla. Mm-hmm. There are movies made about her. <gasps> yes. What are they? Russian. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, of course, but let's go. Big Hollywood. Let's get on this shit. Yes. I want to see somebody fucking capping motherfucking Hitler. And, like, his his... Hitlerites as a woman. Like, I just want to see the woman, you know, you know. How is this not a movie in Hollywood being made right now? All it's all I'm saying. I just, it just, I don't get it. But anyway, I I'm going to watch that movie, by the way. Empire of Sons. Yes. Yes. Christian Bale is Jim as a small boy. Like, God, I love Christian Bale. That's Christian Bale. He's a baby. Uh, 1987. You, were you born yet? I was one. Yeah, you know how old I am. <laughs> it is what it is. I was older than one. 
She was one and a half. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. loved the movie. I was like, um, those smart kids that graduate college at 10. Yeah, you're really super smart. Mm-hmm. So smart. So, yeah, you inspired me because now I'm like, oh, my God, I have so many people that I want to do now because I remember reading about her and just being like, yes, yes, queen, yes. <laughs> now you I'm- dismantle that patriarchy every <laughs> Day. I feel like my next star mom is going to be a huge fucking letdown now. No, it's not. I feel like I started the thing and now I'm going to stop the thing. Yeah. So. You'll be fine. But that was a hell of an episode, man. That was. We, we did, did a lot. We, we took y'all on a ride. It was up. It was down. It, it were was... journeys. We, we sang journey. Well, we will now. We're half. Nope, that's nope. Bon Jovi. Nope. Motherfuck, what did I just do? <gasps> we're I'm not so gonna sorry, Jerry. I'm so sorry. First of all, we're not going to sing anything because we don't want you to sue us. But I do love Journey, and I will sing yes. it at karaoke anytime I'm there. And I do love Bon Jovi. Mm. Bon Jovi, I stole my bro- older brother's cassette tape to listen to your songs and pretended you were my boyfriend. Now you all know how old I am. He was a cutie. He's still kind of a cutie. He is. I will tell you my Bon Jovi when we record story about what he looks like now when we record our next episode. Okay. TBD. But anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.